Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Hi, I'm Rosalinda Rivera, and I have some news for you that maybe you know and maybe you don't. Do you realize that one in five teens under the age of 18 are exposed to unwanted sexual material online? Guys, it's everywhere. When I was growing up, we didn't, people would hide this stuff. It is all over the place. Sexting, sending sexually explicit messages or pictures and this is increasing with our young boys and girls. You heard me. A lot of times we want to say, oh, should the boys doing that stuff? But girls are getting caught up in this and even more in their teen years. It's really heartbreaking as a mom. Studies have actually shown that 20% of people are exposed to sexual images online. Look at TikTok. Look at Instagram. I love social media. You guys know I'm out there and I'm doing it. But it is happening and it's like how do you stay on top of you know your children's social media without being that overbearing mom we're going to talk about these things today and we have to as parents build relationships with our kids so that they can want what we have to say they can grow in their own personal walk with the lord and just as an individual you know as women how do we help these young girls flourish you know, in a time where sexual hookups have been as common as a handshake, girls are looking for love in any form they can find it. Guess what? Those words are amazing, but they're not my words. I have my friend here today, Tracy Williams. It is so great to have you. I'm so happy you're going to be with us today. Thanks for having me, Rosalinda. Pleasure being here. This woman has stepped out in such a bold area. I mean, really, Tracy, I wish I would have even known you when I was bringing up my teenage daughter. I praise God that I was, as a mom, able to speak into her life. And she just got married, honoring her purity, which has been so amazing. I am a proud mom. Um, but look, guys, Tracy, our guest today, she's the founder of the Garden Experience Girls Abstinence Program. And she's the author of the Garden Experience and Abstinence Handbook for Girls, Discovering the Beauty in You and the Power in Waiting for Sex. Guys, there's power in waiting. It is so good when you find the one and you do it right. Her program has been used in school. She has also presented her abstinence message to various churches, ministries, community organizations, and she is passionate about talking to ladies and encouraging them to take sex off the table. Gosh, Tracy, this is such an amazing topic. But look, guys, she went to school and you studied and you got a BS in agricultural economics from Perfect. Southern University. That is not a sex degree. <laughs> I want to hear how it all comes down. And then you, so you were a cheerleader. And so after cheering her husband, um, Aeneas Williams, on his 14-year NFL career leading to the NFL Hall of Fame, she now partners with him. They pastor a church called the Spirit Church in St. Louis, Missouri. 
That's right, Rosalind. Thanks for sharing my story. Actually, God is all in between, all the threads of all of that you just read. I feel like sometimes, Tracy, we don't have guidance. So what made you write a book on really such an unpopular topic that is counter to the sexualized culture we live in today? That's right, Rosalind. So the whole point is uh, we share about, so my mom, Bobby Johnson Smith is now in heaven, but it all started with her. So I have a twin sister. I'm Tracy, she's Stacy. And so years ago when we were young, maybe sixth grade. So you know, around that time in middle school, you're hearing about your friends are having sex, they're talking about it. I can literally remember us coming home and talking to my mom about, you know, some kids are talking about sneaking off and having sex, all kinds of sex, and they're talking about it. And so my mom's face was like, Oh my gosh, I've got to go here. That's great. And so she just took a deep breath and she just began to share this beautiful message about sex and how awesome it would be if you would just wait and, you know, just picture that when you're in the church, your husband is at the front of the altar and he's waiting for you. As you come down that aisle, you know you waited, you saved yourself for him only. And at that moment, Rosalinda, I'm telling you, in my young heart, I got a vision. That's what I wanted. And so because of that, and my twin sister, I got married at 23. She got married 26, both virgins. We didn't talk about it at that moment, but we both, you know, just took in that moment. When my mom gave us that vision, it became real to us. We didn't talk about it till later, but we both individually chose that, made that choice. And so I share that because with my mom sharing that story, I realized as I went to college and going on about my life and now raising four kids so many mothers are so nervous about sharing about sex it's so uncomfortable for so many women and we didn't talk about it growing up yep and even back then i don't know if mothers talked about it but my mom was just she was one of those prophetic gifts very bold and outspoken and she's the she's kind of very traditional and so at that moment she's like well if anybody's going to tell them it's going to be me and she talked about the vagina the penis she laid it all out she talked about french kissing she wanted to make sure that with our friends talking about it she was going to have a voice in it and so that's one of the reasons i really believe god has put this on my heart because i want to empower mothers and parents in general even facilitators or you know um pastors, youth pastors to share this topic because as you mentioned in your intro, it's all over the place. And our kids are left trying to figure it out. You know, when their friends are doing some of everything, we want them to be empowered. My mom empowered us. So when we went out into even middle school and high school, you know, I said in my mind and I became a verbal person, like I'm waiting till I get married. And I was proud of it. Like, no shame in the game. I think that helps if you just say, look, this is what I'm doing. I remember not choosing to go on certain dates growing up because I was like, I just don't want to put myself in that position. Right. And of course, you know, a lot of our listeners know my dad was a gang member before. And I would just turn to the guy. I was like, just save yourself. Just save yourself. But, yeah. you know, I, would, I, I didn't want to put myself in a position growing up where I was going to screw up in that area. And I was a church girl and I love God. And that does not prevent sexual desires. And I think a lot of people think that it does. And I have a great mom. I love my mom, woman of God, prophetic woman. I mean, just amazing. But we just didn't talk about it, girl. We just were that error. I mean, I'm telling you, I found out I had a period 
um, when I was walking down the street one day and I was like, well, what is that? You know? Oh my gosh. You were super, super private with that. But I did get to also see the value of watching a woman who saved herself for my father and how they've had 52 years of marriage and they've been the only partner each other has had. And, and I will tell you for myself, I'm married 26 years and my husband is the only man that I've slept with. And it is, I just love my husband. I feel like it keeps our marriage alive. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. And wanting to see this for young girls and to know yes. that, it, that you do not have to fall short and sell yourself for a quick moment that you will live regretfully for the rest of your life. Tracy, we have a home uh, called the Mercy House. And we have a ton of beds for women that have gone through addiction. They've been abused. All of them have gone through some type of sexual abuse. And a lot of them, I would say the majority, have been sexually active at a very young child. That actually stemmed into such depression, such regret. But I will tell you, in case you're listening today, God is a healer. And we've seen them totally be restored. So if you're listening today and you go, wow, this program is not for me. I've always felt guilty. I did this back then. Uh Uh-uh, don't you turn off this program because God is a healer and I believe he makes all things brand new. Tracy, I I hear the story about your mom, but like what made you want to carry this story on and why are you so passionate about helping young girls take sex off the table? So you you hear this, um, I don't know if you've heard of Mike Murdoch. He's he's, (laughs) It's the thing that makes you angry or stirs you up um, when you walk into a room, what's the thing you leave thinking about? When I see young ladies who sell themselves short, um, those teen, those teenagers that get pregnant, um, my heart goes out. My heart literally breaks. And when I see young people who are um, just giving themselves away sexually, it just stirs me up. And it's so, so many times I say, Lord, give me an open door to share, you know, even just my own experience. Um, and when they find that there's something, uh, there's a new, you know, there's a spin on this abstinence mess. You know, so many people say, why wait? I say, why not wait? Because there's beauty in it. And God has made every young girl, I believe, as beautiful as a beautiful garden full of life, you know, and so I read this, um, you know, Song of Solomon chapter four, it talks about the king is describing the Shunammite woman. When I read this, this whole chapter, so beautiful and erotic in some ways, but when he talks about her being a private garden, like his sister, like his friend, his lover, you know, that thing jumped off the page to me. And so when young ladies find out that they have value, that they literally, literally are an experience, is beyond having a beautiful body that's capable of bringing sexual pleasure. But hey, you've got a purpose. God's got yeah. a plan for your life. You know, there's layers to you. You know, it's the thing, the intangible things. What do people remember about a young lady when she leaves out the room? You know, it's something about her personality the essence of who she is. And when I believe when young ladies find out that there's beauty in them, that they are a treasure, that they add value to everyone in their lives, that they're more than this physical body. um, I think that they, you know what, they see they have value and they'll make different choices. So I want them to say, you know what, I'm worth waiting for. Even those young girls that have already had sex, have been very sexual act, sexually active. Our God is so awesome that he can restore. I love that 1 John 1, 9, right? 
If you confess your sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive you, but he doesn't stop there. He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He'll give you a new way of looking at things. And so my goal with this book is to provide a handbook for even girls, even if they go through it themselves, Rosalinda, they can actually go through the exercises. They will find out what are their intangible qualities. You know, if they find out how are they like a garden, you know, I talk about this garden thing because when girls find out they're beautiful, that it's like a garden, they're, you know, they are nurturing, they are a safe place. You think about gardens, people go to gardens to do what? To reflect. Right. You know, get away from the stresses of life. Yeah, peaceful. You know, we have that power too. That's right. You know what I'm hearing, Tracy? You're building up these young girls. Somebody, if somebody could have just told some of these women that I deal with now that are a lot older and have gone through something, you are beautiful, you're worth it. And although your home life might be rough, although you may have been abused, although you may have gone through something, God knew you were coming. You are not an accident. You are on purpose. You are beautiful. You are gorgeous. And you have intangible qualities. Man, right. that gives you value. You know, when we think about a diamond or a ring, um, a precious stone, what really gives them the value is their uniqueness. And so uh, what I hear from you, Tracy, is that we have got to tell our teenage girls, our young children, look, I know these are girls, but I'm, I'm thinking boys too, because I have sons, is that you need to know that you are so special and you are so valuable. And you're right, as a young girl, we dream of going down the aisle. We dream of revealing this dress and you know, that whole Cinderella moment, but it will be so special if you can hold yourself. And, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna teeter back and forth on that is, you know, if you haven't and you're listening, it's still a program for you because God is restorer. Second Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. Tracy, let me ask you a question. You talk about owning your own power and taking back your sexual power. Tell me what you're talking about. Okay, when I talk about owning your power, so if you've never had sex, that's owning your power. If you've already had sex, that means um, giving yourself away sexually because we know when we have sex, we're giving all of who are, who, everything about ourselves, we're giving it away. And so my point is take back your sexual power. When we give ourselves sexually, you know, we give power to this person over, we lose power over our emotions. You know, you hear about soul ties, you know, you're joined in our histories with someone else. We give a guy, you know, power over our reputation. Um, if we, you know, end up with an STD, you know, our bodies have been affected. Um, and even with this thing called oxytocin, it's that hormone, that bonding hormone that when we have sex, it's that same hormone that comes out when we nurture or we breastfeed our babies. Those and locks us in, causes us to bond with someone that may be unhealthy for us. And so when we have sex outside of marriage, we may be bonding ourselves to someone else that God has never intended us to be bound to. And so you lose power over our bodies, our emotions. Then we have these, you know, rejection issues when the guy does not, you know, return that, that, you know, the, the relationship doesn't work out. And so own that power, even over our future. So if a young lady gets pregnant, 
guess what? Her life changes forever. You know, those choices that she, the adult choices that she is forced into, the power, the, her, the power over even her child. A lot of times, I think it's two out of 10 um, young ladies who get pregnant, you know, two out of 10 actually married the guy, you know, who impregnated them. And so that means a lot of people, we know many people that grow up without knowing their fathers. Wow. You know, wow. when you get married because you have become in covenant with someone, you will know that child will know their father. I know grown men, maybe 50 years old, that still talk about not knowing who their dad is. Oh, no, it's, it's an issue, Tracy. I deal with people all the time. And when we talk about, we, we do a class called Healthy Relationships. And there's one little segment that is about the daddy relationship, you know? I'm talking grown people just falling apart because they're carrying a weight and a load that God never intended them to, to carry. And so if you're listening today and you have young, if you have uncle, their grandkids, your nieces, your nephew, God has allowed you um, to have influence on the life of a child. Do the prevention now. Don't think, you know, a big mistake that we make, Tracy, is too many parents are trying to be their buddy instead of their parent. But there's a season where God calls us to parents so that we can then be their buddy later. You know, I have grown adults. We go on vacation together. You know, we love to hang out together. But there was a season where I had to be a mom. And I had to say no to certain things. I had to... I had to you know, the Lord called me to be the tough one. One of the things I'm going to be honest with you, you know, um, is a way that a young girl dresses. Yes. And, you know, um, I remember my daughter saying, hey, but so-and-so is dressing that way. I said, well, you know what? I'm not their mom. Right. But she was, a, she still is gorgeous. But when she was little, just really, really beautiful. And I would even walk through a mall, Tracy, and I would see grown men looking at her. Right. And so I was, I would purposely dress her you know, very cool. I'm all up into fashion, but we're not going to give it away because hottest is modest. And, That's you good. know, I taught her that. And today at this age, she's married and we talk about how, thank God. Yes. Just because you live this way, you know, if you're listening to me today, I mean, I definitely didn't have a perfect life, but thank the good Lord in heaven that there was a line right there. But how easy is it to screw the whole thing up and the weight and the devastation that comes later in life. We praise God that he is a healer and he does restore you. And when he forgives you, you don't have to carry that anymore. But it is so important for us to talk about, you heard that song, let's talk about sex, baby. But this is a different kind of talk about sex. This is about the beauty. Tracy, I don't know if you remember Dr. James Dobson, but when I was a teenager, he scared the mess out of me. He did. <laughs> and he talked to this group and he said, if you, whoever you have sex with, you're literally having sex with the 10 people they were connected with. And it's this mindset, it's a spirit that gets on us. But look, we praise God, we have a plan. And so I want you to tell me first, like how can girls plan for their future love story and why is that important? Well, the great thing about this, Rosalinda, is I believe if girls will take sex off the table, take it off the table, what happens, those guys who are coming in their lives, they have a choice. So you're forcing young men to qualify themselves for being in your life. And so think about it. If you say, I'm not having sex with anybody until I get married, whatever you know your stance is, because I was bold. I told Aeneas, when, one of our first conversations, I said, look, I don't fornicate. 
and he didn't hardly know what the word was. Like fornication, what are you talking about? I said, I'm not having sex until I get married. And so in that moment, you, this guy has to qualify. Is he serious about wanting to get to know me? He has a choice. Either he sees I'm valuable. Wow. Hmm. She's bold. I can appreciate that. Or say, you know what? Mm, that's not what I was thinking. So it was good knowing you, but at least, you know what? You filtered them out. And so as I talk about this garden analogy in the book, I talk about trespassers and gardeners. And if you think about trespassers, they're people that are passing through. They don't necessarily value the garden, right? They're more interested in self-gratification. They litter, right? They don't care about the history of those kinds of things. But a gardener, that, those guys are the ones that do the hard work. You know what? They value. They, they're hard workers. They're willing to um, appreciate who you are. And so I tell my girls, you know what? Think about it. And they've got this down when they're talking to guys because they're just graduating from college. It says, I said, okay, was he like a trespasser or was he like a gardener type? Oh, definitely trespasser. Say so they figure out, you know what? Do they really want me for who I am? And because a girl is an experience, it's like they want to get to know you for who you are. The essence, they love, they long to talk to you, your personality. They feel good just being around you. And I believe that guys, true gardener types, guys really appreciate that, Rosalinda, that you're honest, that you're forthright, and that you're special, that you stand up for yourself. I believe God, guys love it when you are confident enough to stand up for what you believe. You know what? It's actually, you know, we we use this word like, oh, I want to look sexy or I want to feel sexy. That is actually pretty hot when you can say no. Because you know what? I'm, I, I thought about whether I would say this or not on this program. But I was going to tell you what I did. I took my son, Tracy, okay. to the food court. This is horrible. Okay, maybe you guys don't agree with this. But it worked for me because my son is getting married to a gorgeous girl. Yeah. And he told me the other day, if I waited this long, I can wait till now. He is a Fine. I'm talking fine, tall Puerto Rican boy. Girls would put notes in his pocket. He was the MVP of the basketball team. Okay. Six foot tall, you know, six, he's at like six, three right now. Just gorgeous. And in fact, and I'm just going to have a mommy brag moment. We were sitting in New York when he was a kid one time in the middle of Manhattan and a modeling agency came after me for him. So I was like, Father, in Jesus' name, let me, I'm going to knock these girls out the way. They come after my boy, right? But he had to make the decision himself. Somewhere along the line, he had to understand the value. And as a mom, I was a good example for him. He got to see a marriage where husband and wife, we date, girl, we go out. They know, don't mess with me on Monday. We're going on a date. But one day when he was about 13 years old, I said, I'm going to have the talk. Now my talk was a little different. I sat him in a food court and he watched girls walking by, some of them half dressed and some of them looking amazing. And I said, you see that? And I can't say the word, I can't do that part on this program. But I said, that is them. I said, you see that? That one you bring home to mama. That was it. I said, okay, let's go. Picked up his Chick-fil-A, got in the car. And he (laughs) got this forever. And I have now uh, one that just turned 15. And when he was 13 years old, took him back to the same food court. I go, tell me what you think about that. Their booties hanging out their shorts and their boobs are all exposed. And they're looking like they're for sale. And I said, that is that. This is this. Let's go. It was a 60 second conversation. I've never had to converse that with them again. They saw, they knew something inside of them said, you know what, honestly, right. when girls dress like that, that means you're giving it to everybody. 
But this girl, she's beautiful. And I want to get to know what's on the inside of her, not behind the clothing, but on the inside of the heart. You know, and I'm not saying my boys, you know, that they're perfect. They don't, they're like, not like normal things. They have to fight that. It's a choice you have to make. But as parents, we have a choice. Are we going to just let them get caught up in whatever they're doing? Are we going to invest and tell them God loves them? And there is a great reward. I just want to know, you are taking this to school. How in the world did this be, in today's day, yes. we live in pricing, how did you get into schools with this? Like, what is your reception from these girls? Well, it was awesome because actually I had shared this at a church. And so one of the ladies who was there was a counselor and they had been going through so much in their school. And what you'll find, Rosalind, is so much is going on in these schools that a lot of these school districts are desperate. Mm -hmm. I mean, oral sex, you name it, it's going on on the school grounds. And so um, she told me to submit a proposal about my program. I did that, and she says, I tried to get so many people in to share similar messages, wow. and they were accepted immediately. And what I find is that um, because these young young girls are dealing with so much, even it's even affecting their mental health, that they are yeah. so desperate, they want anything positive. And even though it's a Christian message, the Lord has given me a way to share it in such a way that um, anyone can receive because the principle of God work no matter what, right? That's right. That's right. This Everybody needs this message. I want to make that really clear. I mean, I know we're on a Christian podcast and I know we're on a Christian program, but this is the message. Look, I don't care who they are. If we don't protect them while they're young and guide them while they're young, they're going to be dealing with this for life. So Tracy, at school, you're doing this program and you had told me that um, a lot of people had presented this. She took yours. They were actually desperate for this message. And how do the girls respond to this in public school? Because it's, it's not a Christian setting. Right. First of all, they're somewhat, they're cringe a little bit because they're when I say the garden program, we're going to be gardening. Nope. We're talking about sex girls. And they're like, okay. But as we get into the material and they begin to see, wow. Hmm. There's sometimes this is a message they've never even thought about. How about, and I challenge them. I say, girls, for the next six weeks, take sex, all sexual activity, take it off the table. And I want you to see how empowered you're going to be. And some of them have actually taken me up and they will actually vocally, verbally tell guys, I'm not having sex, not happening. And what they have found to be true, that guys tend to respect them more. And really it kind of takes the pressure off. And guys like will love to just be friends with you. You get to find that you get to go deeper just by being a friend. Guys will share anything with you once you take the sex off because the pressure's gone. And so a lot of them are like, wow, Miss Williams, I didn't know that that would even work for me. And so I believe that many of them actually have taken this and gone on to high school, but I get them at middle school where they're hearing all these different voices in the culture. And so I just insert myself in there to say, hey, think about this. And I give them flowers and I make the whole thing beautiful. But when they find out that they have value and there's another choice, that if I take sex off the table, I'm going to find out what does he really want? Does he really want to get to know me or is he out to get, you know, self-gratification? And they love that challenge. It's a different message, something they haven't heard before. But one thing I found, Rosalinda, is that I can only do so much with public schools, but I said, you know what, if I can get this handbook into parents' hands where moms may feel awkward about sharing about sex, this is an objective way to, you know, share this time with their daughters because studies have found 
when parents talk to their children about sex, it opens all the doors to all these other, you know, issues that teens deal with. They found that children would rather hear from their parents about sex than peers, you know, sex educators, social media. They want to hear the truth. And no matter what our stories may be, they, you know, they want to hear real life. You know, even if you've made mistakes in your past, you know, they want you to, mom, share something with me that I can hold on to. That it shows trust and they will see, you will find that they will trust you more with all kinds of things going on in their life. And, and Tracy, as a mom, we want that. As a dad listening, you want that. Look, I know teenagers aren't sitting here listening to this, but you're adults, you're listening to this. This is a God moment. This is worth fighting for. We can empower our young people. We can, I'm going to go as far to say, we can shift their destinies and their future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God's got great plans. He is such, he is the best ever. He wants the best for your kids. You know, I, I want to pray for everybody right now, but I do want to tell you, I have a book right here in my office, and this is the Garden Experience, an abstinence handbook for girls. And so she sent me this copy, but you guys can follow her. Get on her social media, you know, go on her website. We're going to put all the links on there. So you don't have to sit there and write it down while you're driving. Um, we're going to have all the links available. If you go to a church, look, my husband and I are pastors of the church here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm talking to our Sunday school, um, the director, the kids ministry director. I want them to do this program with the young girls. And so look, this is, we need this. We don't have a curriculum, now we have it. So if you go to a church, get a hold of this, talk to your pastor, tell them your passion for this, and let's get this into the hands of people. You know, one last statement, we are so over time, Tracy, but I just gotta say this, you're absolutely gorgeous. So people probably thought for sure, this girl, you know, people, we right, we have stereotypes. And then you're dating an NFL player. Now, did y'all date before he was in the NFL or all we're, during? We were college sweethearts. Oh, he got drafted that whole nine. So, yes. Okay. So really holding your testimony in front of that, you know, you guys are in the spotlight a lot. And, um, you know, not just him, but look, the girls, the wives of the NFL players. And God has given you such a platform. Are you guys still involved with the NFL or connected with them? Or? Actually, he does a lot of work with the NFL players. And one thing about this, Rosalinda, is that my husband wasn't born again at the time. And so with me having this stance of sexual abstinence, he became curious about Jesus. <laughs> he got saved two years later, and now he's a pastor. And even wow. playing in the NFL, we always had Bible studies in our home with players and their wives, significant others. And so God has just blessed the whole story. I love it. It's a great thing. If you're listening today, we're going to pray for you right now. That one, I, I speak one more time. Don't you think you're disqualified? You are not disqualified. God has healed you. If you serve the Lord, you've already given it to him. Don't carry that weight anymore. But for moms that are out there listening, Tracy, let's do this. I want to wrap it up real quick, but I wanted you to pray for them to have the boldness to talk to their children um, so we can shift their destiny. Sure. Father, we come before you. Father, you know your daughters who are listening. Father, those mothers, Lord, who have, you know, have thought about you, sharing with um, their teenagers about sexual absence. Maybe they've been, you know, a little nervous and it's an awkward conversation, but Lord, we ask you to give them boldness, Lord, that you would give them the words, Lord. You said, if we lack wisdom, 
we can ask of you, Lord, and you will give it to us at that very moment that our children will receive from us, Lord. They'll rather receive from us than anyone in the world, Lord, even their their peers, those on social media. And we just ask you, Lord, even as a conversation starts, Father God, that you will download to that mom or that dad exactly what to say. And their teenagers are going to receive it, Lord God, because they're being so vulnerable. And in that moment, Lord God, they're establishing trust and their teens will be able to share more things with them that they're opening up their relationship to build into the future. We just thank you what you're doing us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Tracy, this has been amazing. Guys that are listening, you better get this message out. So one of the ways you can do that, you can rate and review and you better give this one a five star because this topic is amazing. We're glorifying God here on this program. We want to get the word out. We know that we have listeners in a ton of countries. There is thousands of downloads on this podcast, but without rating review, nobody can find it. So make sure you do that. If you have a young person in needs prayer, look, reach out to our program. You know that we have staff on call. We would love to pray with you. So just hit us up, DM us, hit us with a message. You know, you can go after Tracy right on social media. I know that she'll respond to you. And of course, always remember that when we put our trust in God, He will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.